0: Welcome to another episode of A Drummer's Guide 2. So I'm going to geek out with you again. I was thinking back to... It was the year 2009. I had just read this book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Loved it. Obsessed. Instantly obsessed. And it basically uh, outlined this um, concept of 10,000 hours. So... In order to be a master at something, you have to spend 10,000 hours doing this and, uh, and then you'll become a master by default. And this book cited loads of different examples of people like, um, I think, um, Steve Jobs and all that bunch and um, the Beatles was the one that stood out to me obviously I'm a musician it's going to when they went over to Germany and they were doing all these gigs and it turned out that all the hours that they'd been doing gigging over this period of years amounted to 10,000 hours and I was just like this is amazing so 2009 I was sat beside a lake sounds so like I don't know lame uh anyway I was sat beside a lake and I was thinking about this concept and I was just like well, uh, so 2009, I was 21 years old. Is that right? I think that's right. Yes. And um, I, I mean, yeah, I was just sat there just going, well, okay, let's let's think about this. I wonder how many hours I've done. I wonder, you know, by this point, I've been playing since I was 11. So I'd been playing for eight years or whatever. Um, is that right? No, nine years. What is wrong with me today? Honestly, honestly i no, i had been playing since i was 11 in 2000 in 1999 10 years i had been playing i'm about to do some equations so this is gonna be fun so i was sat there and i got my calculator on my phone and i just thought right i'm gonna work this out so from 11 till 17 uh, 18 sorry i'd been in school and every day i'd gone in for an hour uh, before school and like between i'd say like on average, another hour between like uh, lunchtime and playing after school. So let's say averaging two hours a day practicing and that was five times a week. And then also I was sort of playing in bands and I was rehearsing and doing the odd gig here and there. So I just figure, okay, maybe I was doing and I was practicing at home towards the latter end of that, too. So let's say on average, maybe four hours a week extra on top of that. So 10 hours practicing in school and another four hours. so That's 14 hours. This is where so I'm doing the math here. 14 hours, let's say for 50 weeks of the year, take out two weeks for like a holiday because we may go on holiday somewhere on the summer holidays. And that amounts to 700 hours a year. And that is from uh, 11 to 18. So that's seven years. So that's four thousand nine hundred hours. So I was like, OK, cool. I'm sat here by this lake and I'm now 21. So from 18 to 21, I was probably doing around about, probably the same actually, 10 hours practice. And then um, between, again, I was playing in so many bands. I was I was playing full time at that point, um, not earning a full time living necessarily, but definitely playing the hours. So I was doing maybe 16 hours of rehearsals and let's say six hours of gigs every week. So again, That makes 32, I think. Times that by 50, so that's 1,600 hours a year. And then that was times by three, which was 4,800 hours, which means that's 9,700 hours. So basically, what I'm trying to say is I was edging towards this 10,000 hours thing. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was really disappointed (laughs) because... I didn't feel like a master. Not at all. Um, In terms of a career, I mean, I'd really only just started properly playing professionally full time. I'd started the year before with a band called The Hours, but I was like the second drummer and I was sort of sort of a percussionist. Really, I was playing on a stand up kit Uh, which was like toms and and a snare. I mean, it was a kit stood up, but it felt like a percussionist. I felt I was playing a percussionist role, which was never my intention. So I didn't feel, I didn't even feel particularly successful, let alone a master of my instruments. I was just like, this doesn't make sense to me. And then I started I went down a rabbit hole and I won't go down it with you, but I started thinking about, well, if I was to start the 10,000 hours again from today, well then, okay, how would I do this in uh, like one year? It turns out you have to play for 27 hours a day to do it in one year. So that's probably not going to work. And then I was trying to, well, if I did, if I wanted to do it for like over three years, well, that's nine hours a day. Anyway, I went down this rabbit hole, which ended up being Fraught with overwhelm and inaction and paralysis, and just being like, oh, I can't do this. But then I was thinking about it more, and I thought, Well, what have I done in those 10,000 hours? And what transpired was it was 10,000 hours, some of which was really beneficial. It was, you know, pushing myself, it was getting out of my comfort zone, it was learning new things, um, which just comes along with learning a new instrument, I suppose. I mean, it's just inevitable. So that was like good quality. But other stuff would have been just messing around, playing for an hour here and there, which wasn't pushing me in any particular direction. So it was a little more general. So I came up with this idea that maybe I should be more purposeful with what I was practicing and and what these 10,000 hours meant. And yeah, okay, I was coming up to these 10,000 hours, but I was like, well, it's clearly not good enough. So let me keep going. Not that, you know, once you hit 10,000 hours, you stop. That's not how life works. But I did make a decision and I thought, okay, while well, sitting beside this lake, I made a plan and I was just like, right, well, what, where do I want to be? Where actually, what, all I'd known before this point was that I wanted to be a professional drummer. I wanted to earn a living playing drums. I mean, that's okay. But that means that a lot, there's a lot to cover <laughs> if you want to be a general master of the drums. First of all, that doesn't exist. And although you might have your favorite drummer, I know I have mine. I would not consider any single one of them the master of the drums as a whole. They're very incredible masters at particular things. So I was like, well, what do I wanna be a master at? What do I wanna be good at? Where do I wanna be? And I thought, well, okay, I I, I wanna be playing songs. I wanna be playing music. I wanna be playing with artists. Okay, again, a little bit general, Em, sort it out. So what i started doing was i started getting together a list a playlist to be specific (laughs) of the kinds of artists that i wanted to be working with and i would record myself playing to them i would listen back i often hark on about this but it's the most important thing i ever did and it was around this time that i made this decision it was at 21 where i decided to religiously Everything that I did, I would record myself on a little dictaphone, I would listen back and then I would adjust and I would play again and I would record again and I would adjust and I would listen back. And um, this kind of very, uh, what's the word, purposeful way of learning really helped me. So I got really good at locking in with records, which meant world class players world-class drummers that i looked up to i was locking in with them as players so that was really beneficial and it was hard i thought i was good at it oh no i was not good at it same with locking in with like the click and stuff which is general but there are certain things that are just absolutely just you must be good at the click is one of them the other thing that I started doing was I was recording gigs. That I was playing as well and trying to make them the best that I could because I love playing live. I love playing gigs. If I could be making my full time living playing gigs, I'm going to be doing that, which I have been um, and then it was other things. It was getting out of my comfort zone when it came to things like networking. I suffered so massively with social anxiety when I was younger. To a degree, I still do at times. I catch myself and I have various things that I do to kind of help myself. But at that time, it was like crippling. But I knew that if I spent one of my hours, you know, that week or whatever that day, getting out there and being at a gig, at a jam night, whatever it was, in fact, going and playing jams as well, that was another thing. I knew that that was actually a much more beneficial use of one of those 10,000 hours than just sitting behind a kit and playing. It would have had benefits, but... I tried to make sure that the next 10,000 hours that I did, every single one of those hours counted. So anyway, I just wanted to share with you what my experience of that whole 10,000 hours thing, and hey, it worked. I mean, it didn't take another 10,000 hours because literally the following three years were bonkers. So within a year I was playing with Brian Ferry and I had recorded on that album Olympia, which was just mind blown astronomical crazy. I toured South America and Europe and a bit of Asia with uh, Tricky, I had started working with Cher Lloyd and I was even running playback and I was technically the on the road MD which is again bonkers and that was all within three years of sitting by that lake and just deciding to make sure that the next 10,000 hours counted. Anyway, I hope that this has helped you in some way and inspired you to get your 10,000 hours done or your next 10,000 or who knows how many thousands of hours we're up to now, but um, just be purposeful. It's definitely much more worth it. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you're well. Um, I hope you're healthy and safe and happy wherever you are. And I will be back next week for another subject. All right, sending you lots and lots of love. I'll see you soon. See you later. Bye. we